1: Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, welcome to One Bills Live here on a Wednesday as we are still obviously standing by, awaiting positive updates on Demar Hamlin's health. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And um, there are updates. They're very vague in nature, but they are positive, And that is what is encouraging. Before we get into that, Uh, I know that, you know, Marty and Duffer just completed their show, Sabres Live, but you want to talk about an uplifting night that the Sabres provided for people in Western New York. Bravo to the Sabres. 5-4 in overtime over the Washington Capitals. And it was very hard um, not to get a little choked up seeing the players walking in uh, with those number three shirts on their way into the locker room before the game last night offering their support uh, to DeMar Hamlin and in turn to the Bills, uh, knowing what the players here are dealing with. And uh, it was great to see that sign of support from them. Obviously, there's been some support from around the NFL as well. Every NFL team adopted the avatar of prayers for DeMar on their respective team Twitter handles, and I believe on their Instagram pages as well. Uh, just to see the entire league come together on Demar's behalf I, I just have to say for me is a very uplifting thing to see i can only imagine what it's like uh for the players and coaches here at One Bills Drive
0: yeah i was it was um it, it was a welcome distraction for me last night watching the Sabres play and and then to see you know 3 on 3 hockey Taylor uh, Tage Thompson scoring his third hat trick of the season, three minutes left in overtime, or three minutes gone in overtime, um, on January third, thirtieth goal. Um, yeah,
1: it's not coincidence. It's it's
0: pretty pretty amazing. I, yeah, I was. It was hard for me not. To, I got. I'm kind of a crier anyway. I weep at good commercials, but that was a, <laughs> that was a moment last night that was pretty special. And um, I, you know, thanks to the Sabres guys for doing all that. That was awesome. Sabres continue to surge, and it's just an absolute blast to watch them. Uh, they're not the only team – and we'll get into this too, Brownie. That they're not the only professional sports team who um, – is remember is thinking about tomorrow. I mean, every single you mentioned every single NFL team. A couple of head coaches today: Lovey Smith, Mike McCarthy, Dan Campbell, around the league. Mike McCarthy has said, "Listen, we got some guys that are hurting. You know, nobody's fine over here in the Dallas locker room." Right. Uh, Dan Campbell opened their team meeting today in a prayer. He's got and who you know we've from afar we've kind of admired Dan Campbell and his ability to get the you know get the roar back in Detroit. He's got the pulse of his team, and he opened his team meeting today with a prayer these guys understand and can see on the faces of their players all over the league that they ain't good with this. Uh, it's been tough. Uh, it's been tough for us. I mean, I'm, I don't know about you, Brown. I mean, I told you this morning, we, I would have extra coffee this morning cause I am not sleeping well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but it is, um, it is good that, uh, we're getting some small but positive signs from the medical team that's attending to DeMar and, uh, um, you know, it's, it's hard for all of us to turn the page on, on this week, you know, start thinking about the Patriots and all of that stuff, no yeah. media availability for the players today, goodness gracious. Um, so, you know, we're just, you know, plodding, plodding through this, but, you know, there's, you know, we, like as you mentioned, the saves was a great, was, was great. It was fun. I mean, I'll just say it. It was great to see last night. I was really proud of those guys. And uh, it makes you thankful. feel good. Yeah, thankful. thankful. Yeah, and thank and and thankful for you know we got now we've got a bunch of Patriots players Robert Kraft are donating to Demar's charity and right. stuff. So it's uh, it's bigger than football, obviously. Um, and as we all kind of suspect, kind of you know begrudgingly acknowledge, if you know football's going to go on, and uh, it'll be interesting. I know that most teams, if not every single game this weekend, will have a a moment for for Demar some sort of acknowledgement. So, you know, you wait for that. The poor guys here, we you know, they're in the they're in the building and they're you know, they got to buck up and uh they got to walk through today to get ready for the Patriots on Sunday. It's uh not the same pace in this building that we have seen throughout the yeah. regular season.
1: As for Demar's Update, as far as his condition is concerned, doctors did see promising signs of progress overnight from Demar, who remained who remains hospitalized obviously in critical condition as of this morning. This is all according to his friend and business partner uh, that's Hamlin's marketing agent Jordan Rooney. He said things are moving in a positive direction medically. He said there were some test results that came back that doctors were hoping to see by this morning. So that sounds encouraging, although there are no real details and Jordan Rooney would not provide any. He's leaving that to the doctors. So we continue to keep our hopes high and our prayers constant. Speaking of prayers, Jill Kelly, the wife of Jim Kelly, held an impromptu prayer vigil in front of the Bill's store on Abbott Road 3 p.m. yesterday, right after we got off the air. There were about 150 people on hand. I did see Thurman Thomas' his wife, Patty, in attendance, among others. Prayer vigils continue at the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati with fans from all over the league taking time to stop and pray. I saw a Chargers fan on some of the video footage yesterday. I mean, that, we're talking Los Angeles here, and we're obviously closest to this story being people and fans that follow this team, but this is national news And to provide some perspective on how national it is, we're going to put up for our MSG viewers the back page of the New York Post, which pretty much sums it up. The New York Post is a New York tabloid paper, so it works like a book. It's not, you know, and this is the back page, which is where the sports section leads, and it reads for our radio listeners, America's son, nation prays for Bill's safety after horrifying incident. Um so that's how that's how big this has gotten. It has reached coast-to-coast coast in this country. Everybody is thinking about him in the league. And as Steve touched on it, while we know this is an issue that has impacted the mental health of the Bills roster and proper steps and things are in place to address those concerns – and and the Bills, incidentally, are conducting just a walkthrough today. There is no media availability for them or for their opponent this week, the Patriots. The league is giving both teams an extra day before undoubtedly being faced with questions about how they're navigating this trying time by the media. But the mental health of the players across the league is an issue. Steve touched on it already. Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy said it's a heavy sensitive day for players in his Cowboys locker room due to the DeMar Hamlin situation. They're 1200 miles away from this thing, right? They apparently got spiritual guidance from their team chaplain. But as Steve said, McCarthy's two word quote, nobody's fine. Donations continue to pour in for DeMar Hamlin's GoFundMe page for his annual toy drive. As of an hour ago, it was up over six and a quarter million dollars which is fantastic several NFL players making donations Andy Dalton Tom Brady several Patriots players Lawrence Guy Brian Hoyer Miles Bryant they've all made donations including Patriots owner Robert Kraft who donated $18,003 now as we know Robert Kraft is of Jewish faith the number 18 in the Jewish faith signifies good luck. So that has got to be the symbolism behind that amount that Mr. Kraft donated, 18000 and then $3, obviously, for DeMar's jersey number. So that is where we sit now as we continue to await the best possible news that we're all hoping for, and that is that DeMar Hamlin moves from critical condition to stable condition. We're not there yet. As we understand it, he remains in the sedated state they trying to cool his body down so all of his organs including his heart can rest but early signs of progress are there we hope those continue there's there's no other other than yeah. that there really is not yeah. much more for all of us to go on we're all yeah. waiting just like you know bill's mafia this is kind of a it's a it this is unprecedented you know you kind of do a
0: little modicum of research about how often this happened there there are like 30 cases like this in sports, not just, not football, but sports in general, a, a year about documented. And it's really rare. You think of all the kids sports and youth sports and high school and college and community college and division one, two, three, the power five. Uh, it happens. And it none of us really kind of hear about it unless we've been touched by it uh, firsthand uh, by a friend or a family member, a teammate. So, Uh, I don't. We know that, and we have positive. And I, in my heart, you know, I'm I'm in a spot now where I'm convincing myself. You know, he's Demar's going to walk out of there. He's going to be. He's going to be out. He's going to make it through this. But we don't know that. I'm just some guy. So we're all kind of sitting in that spot, hard to move on. And life does move on. I mean, you know, Brownie and I were at work today, and everybody here in the building we're kind of back in the saddle today, and.
1: It's not a normal Wednesday. It's media not normal,
0: day. yeah. It's not a normal media Wednesday day. All of that stuff. Uh, we're getting some, um, uh, f- you know, thoughts and things about happened specific to the game on Monday night and how that was all handled. And um, you know, Zach Taylor has been, you know, the head coach of the Bengals. He's dealing with this from his own side. You can imagine what it's like. He's over addressing
1: there. the media right now today. It is right. a it is a media <clears throat> Wednesday for the Bengals. And if we can pass along some of the comments from him, yeah. we'll do that as soon as we can here he on the had show. Said,
0: he had said to the Bengals media that, you know, Sean McDermott, you know, after the ambulance pulled away and they came together, Sean said to Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals, we heard that conversation or saw it. We didn't hear it. We saw it, and he says, hey, I need to be at the hospital with Dam- DeMar. Yeah, I shouldn't
1: be coaching should this be game. I shouldn't be coaching
0: this game. Is what he told Zach Taylor. Um, that's, you know, and, I, and I said yesterday... You know, for all the criticism the league's got from waiting 30 minutes to cancel a game or an hour after it happened and all that, and all, oh, my gosh, it was now um, The decision to – nobody thought about what was going to happen in that game until the, DeMar was off the field. And as soon as he was off the field, Sean McDermott kind of – and I said this yesterday, that game wasn't going on with Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor as head coaches, um, and rightfully so. The guys on the ground, Don Aponte was there – um executive director of football operations, chief administrator football operations for the nfl was there and that game was not going anywhere now however long it took to get that made public that's when the decision was made um and you know there that's says a lot about how striking this incident was and how it still is so we're dealing with it we dealt with it all day yesterday we had your calls and 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 we invite you to call today if you want um you can give us a call and ch- and and get some things. I, my bride and I were out to dinner last night, and we, uh, and I guess you know it's kind of normal. I didn't really want to be around people, you know. So we went to a quiet little restaurant in our village, sat in a corner, just the two of us, and there were conversations going on, and it was a quiet restaurant, and we, everybody in the in the restaurant was having a conversation about DeMar Hamlin, and we could hear it. They didn't know we were there. We were kind of tucked away. You know, yeah, people need to talk about it. So if you do need it, if you're one of those people, give us a call. We're still open for business here. 803-0550, 550
1: uh, 2550 We should also mention that coming up at the bottom of the hour, in about 15 minutes' time, we're going to be joined here in studio by former Bill Safety and CNN correspondent Coy Wire. And uh, Coy is in town, obviously covering this story, but he also experienced the last time the Buffalo Bills went through a situation similar to this, and probably every bit as grave in terms of life and death, and that was the Kevin Everett situation that took place in the home opener in the 2007 season, and so we're going to have him in studio to kind of relate the player perspective to us when something this grave Takes place was, on the field.
0: He was a, uh, was he a team captain? I believe he was. Special he have teams been. captain. Yeah, we'll ask him.
1: Um, but we'll check in with Coy uh, in about 15 minutes time. We do have some comments from Cincinnati Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor, that we want to pass along to you at this time. So let's go to those comments from
2: the Cincinnati Bengals head coach. Our thoughts and prayers are with uh, DeMar Hamlin and his family and his loved ones and, Um, his teammates, the coaches, the entire Bills organization. We've always had a great deal of respect for them. Um, I think that's grown much deeper, obviously, um, with what we've all seen transpire. And um, So certainly we're pulling for DeMar, uh, hoping for the most positive outlook, and uh, looking forward to him seeing all the support that he's getting from um, his team, his community, um, people around the league, his family. Um, That'll be a great day when he's able to see that. Uh, I also want to point out a lot of other people that that I thought just did an outstanding job handling the situation the other day. Um, you know, all the medical professionals that were involved, the bill's trainers, the bill's doctors, um, our trainers, our doctors, the paramedics, the emergency response team. Um, I thought that they were on it. They were composed. Um, it was a, it was obviously a complicated situation on the field that everybody was trying to process. And, for me personally being down there and seeing the composure that everybody involved had, um, you know, obviously not knowing how, how the situation is going to fold. I was led to believe that it was going to be positive because of how they handled it. And I think that's important to point out that they were prepared and, uh, that they gave tomorrow the best chance. Um, so that, that was, that was well done by all them. And, uh, I was really impressed and, and thankful for, for, um, the work they'd put in to be ready for moments like that and the way they handled it, I think was important for everybody to see. I also want to um, point out University Hospital, you know, the doctors and the nurses that are over there helping DeMar and his family, uh, the security over there that's doing their best to to, uh, allow them to maintain their privacy. Obviously, as an organization, we're doing everything we can to support them, um, but at the same time, give them privacy. And so um, I think that's something you've really seen both communities rally around, Buffalo, Cincinnati, uh, the NFL community really, really rally around uh, DeMar and the Bills, and um, we're doing everything we can to support them and make them feel comfortable, but at the same time, make sure that they have privacy as a family to um, to manage this situation. Uh, I, I also want to point out the officials, Sean Smith and his his crew. I thought did a tremendous job um, handling a, a situation in which there was no rule book, there's no protocols for how to handle that. Uh, I thought that they they really um, did a good job of of um, everyone that was on the field could could feel the seriousness of the situation and and they did a great job of, of stepping back and, and asking uh, the bills what they needed us what we needed uh, giving us the space to process um, I, I thought that they just did a tremendous job of of allowing all that to unfold and, and everybody getting to the decision that ultimately it was to get to but I, I thought that Sean and his his crew um, really really managed a difficult situation in which there's really not much precedence that I've ever been a part of uh, I thought that they handled that really well and and again, just Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean and the entire organization, um, you know, their, their support in the moment for Demar, and you could just see how that team felt about him and the impact he has on them. Um, you know, just just uh, was class all the way. I, I always knew Sean. Um, not you know, we we didn't we never worked together, never never had a meal together, or anything, but always had respect for him. But seeing the way that he handled his team um, you know, just deepen that respect for him and, and, verified everything that I always thought he was about as a man. And, um, you know, just to kind of give context of, of what we were dealing with on the field as it happened. Um, cause I've, I've watched the TV copy just to kind of see what everybody else saw. And if you think about it, we're on the field. We've been in that situation many times where there's an injury to an opponent and you give them the space to operate and, and, um, so as our team made it on the field, and you could see the reaction uh, of the players that were out there, and how they were impacted—mostly their guys, a couple of our guys—you could you could quickly see the seriousness of the nature that it was different than anything we'd experienced. And during those moments, uh, all everyone's hoping for is the best-case scenario with Demar. No one's processing. Whether this is a game is going to be played or delayed—that that's not going through anyone's mind. I, I've seen the I've seen the TV copies now, and everybody else was kind of forced to think that way because because they're not down there in the moment. Um, so people get a chance to process what's going to happen. That, that never crossed any of our minds. It was just how is this player going to going to be okay? So then, when the the uh, ambulance starts to pull away, is really the first moment anyone gets to even think about anything. And and in that moment. Um, you know, it came together with Sean McDermott and the officials kind of led the way there. And, and it was determined, you know, just to, just to take a few moments as teams to, to just process what had happened and separate and go to our sidelines and uh, just take a few moments to process because no one had had that chance. You know, I, I look at Sean and those players, all they were doing is looking at their teammate and their brother and, and hoping for the best there. That's the only thing going through their minds. I, I didn't say a word to anybody the entire time except for TB. Um, who, who knew DeMar, and, and I could tell that he was going through it. So I could just see the expressions on Jordan Poyer's face and Josh Allen's face and TB's face. And so you're processing just, uh, um, you know, how, how uh, awful the situation was. We separated his teams. Uh, the officials, again, did a great job of coming over to me and saying, hey, um, you know, they're, they're still trying to process this moment here, uh, Coach McDermott and their team. And so um, instead of playing telephone on separate sidelines – the decision was made just to go over there and, and make sure we're all, you know, talking together. And and I won't disclose um, any of the private conversations Sean and I had except for this. When I got over there, uh, the first thing he said was, I need to be at the hospital tomorrow, and I shouldn't be coaching this game. And so that, to me, provides all the clarity because there, there was no uh, unprecedented is the word that gets thrown out a lot about this situation because that's what it is. Uh, but in that moment, he really... Uh, showed who he was that that all his focus was just on Demar and being there for him, being there for his family at the hospital, and and at that point, um, I think everybody everything trended in the, in the direction it needed to trend, and the right decisions were made there. But um, again, just just uh, the way that I, I really felt Sean McDermott led in that moment for his players. He was there for his players. He he processed the right way, which was incredibly difficult, and. Uh, and really helped us get to the, the solution that we needed to get to, um, I think was, was really good. So, um, that's, that's, that's really, um, all I have about the situation. Um, again, the the thoughts and prayers should be with DeMar and his family, the support with the Buffalo bills. Obviously we've got people on our team that are affected that knew DeMar from high school, Cala Tyler Boyd played with him, plenty of guys are around him in the offseason that had relationships with them and, um, so we'll continue to support those guys and our players and our team. Uh, but, again, a lot of support goes to the Buffalo Bills and, and DeMar and his family. What's been the message uh, to the team in the, in the times you've spoken on like today? Was today the first time to everybody back in the building? Is that yeah, the, player, the players were in a little bit yesterday. Some guys got their lifts, um, communicated a lot to the captains just to keep them uh, of, of abreast of the situation, and then we'll meet this afternoon as a team. What, what did you uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things I think that we'll just keep private as, as we manage the situation the best we can, and um, that's one of those things we'll keep to ourselves.
1: All right, so that's Bengals head coach Zach Taylor, some of his opening comments, and pretty telling as to where the coaches stood on this in the immediacy of the event, in the, in the minutes uh, during which the emergency people were taking care of DeMar on the field You know, Zach Taylor, who we all saw come across the field and speak to head coach Sean McDermott with head referee Sean Smith there also as part of the conversation. And he only shared the one comment that Coach McDermott made in that moment, which was, I should be at the hospital not coaching this game. And that presumably set the wheels in motion rather quickly as to where things were going to go with respect to the game. DeMar's condition... Took priority and precedence over everything else as it should. And it was very quickly realized by those primary parties Zach Taylor, Sean McDermott, Sean Smith that football was taking a back seat to everything else. Um, and eventually the league took their cue from the head coaches and from Sean Smith, the head referee. And we know what happened after that. The game was postponed indefinitely, and then the league came out with a statement yesterday that we read here on the air that the game is not going to be resumed in any capacity this week. So it's on to Week 18, which is going to be another heavy lift uh, for this team, certainly, and maybe for some other teams. Um, He mentioned his own players on his own team, the long snapper Cal Adamitis. He's familiar with Demar, has met him before, been around him, and obviously Tyler Boyd, another Pitt alum. Granted, four years older, but they know each other just in crossing paths. Presumably, back on campus, part of the Pitt program as alums, they know each other. He he referenced how Tyler Boyd was having a difficult time with what he was witnessing on the field Monday night.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of layers to this, and and um, I think it's it's. I feel really relieved that we're not hearing all the ifs, ands, or what-fors about what's going to happen with the fact that there is a game in the National Football League schedule that didn't happen or didn't finish. Um, I just let them figure it out, and we'll take it as it comes. Because for, for most Bills fans, I, I heard this on social media, and I've talked to other people, who cares? The Bills, take a loss. Give the Bengals a win. Make it a tie. Give give the bills a win, whatever it is, or, you know, go down or just make it a, the game go away. Uh, different scenarios about, okay, so the chiefs get kind of awarded the number one seed and maybe they just make it so that if the bills and the chiefs make it to the championship game or the bills, chiefs, or Bengals and bills and Bengals and whatever the games at a neutral site, that kind of thing, who cares? Um, Yeah, it's all ridiculous to even conjure up that stuff. So, yeah, what that game means, obviously, the reason we all were watching it was because it was such a big game, and to have something dwarf that game like it has, you got to be sensitive to that. So, you know, let's just you know push that aside, kind of trudge along, and uh, and appreciate that the fact that this is something that the league has kind of. Uh, it's Monday night it stopped um, and that's hard to do to the National Football League and I appreciate their willingness to do that um, and all the the outpouring of concern and respect and and support that the entire league across the across the board has given to DeMar and the Bills and how they've kind of come together at this time certainly nothing's gonna grind it to a halt except that it already did for a minute Um, but the inertia is going to take over and, and the clock is still ticking on a season. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, mean, now that we're getting some positive, albeit preliminary positive signs for about, about DeMar's condition, you
1: know, we'll, we'll see uh, begrudgingly about what happens in the days to come. We will take a break here because when we come back, we'll be joined in studio by former bills, safety, coy wire, uh, CNN anchor. and, We'll get some thoughts from him as he can relate to this kind of a situation as a player. He was on this team's roster when the Kevin Everett incident happened back in 2007. He'll join us next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.